Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 81 Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our festal day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a voice I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I rescued you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There should be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts, to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their doom would last forever. I would feed you with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Genesis chapter 29, verses 1 through 14. Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. As he looked, he saw a well in the field and three flocks of sheep lying there beside it. For out of that well the flocks were watered. The stone on the well's mouth was large. And when all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place on the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? They said, We are from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban, son of Nahor? They said, We do. He said to them, Is it well with him? Yes, they replied, And here is his daughter Rachel coming with the sheep. He said, Look, it is still broad daylight. It is not time for the animals to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go, pasture them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together, and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. Now when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of his mother's brother Laban, and the sheep of his mother's brother Laban, Jacob went up and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of his mother's brother Laban. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's kinsman and that he was Rebekah's son, and she ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news about his sister's son Jacob, he ran to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him into his house. 
Jacob told Laban all these things, and Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-4 through 4. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Good morning and welcome to the third Tuesday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 81. Genesis 29, and finally 1 Corinthians 10. The uh, Genesis reading is really specific and has this kind of odd uh, story about Jacob and the sheep and um, Rachel. Um, And we've been hearing from Psalm 81 for a little while. Um, And then 1 Corinthians 10, um, it's uh, well into the, the first letter of Corinthians, but it's at the very beginning of this chapter. Um, and it's this, basically this um, cry for unity. Um, Paul is writing the church in Corinth, and at least in this passage, um, he he's trying to remind them, he doesn't want them to be unaware, that um, they're all essentially um, under one one Christ, one God. Um, and Corinth is um, not in Judea, um, and it's very likely that, uh, as with many of the churches, there's some level of misunderstanding or even dispute between the Gentile believers and the Jewish believers. Um, and the what Paul is doing is he's reminding them, he's said say he has said this elsewhere things like we have one father in Abraham and um, here what he's saying is that all of our ancestors saying that the Israelites we Gentile and Jew alike descended from the Israelites um, he would say that um, the Gentiles are spirit or the Gentile believers are spiritual descendants of Israel and Abraham He's pulling them in. He's grafting them onto the vine, so to speak. And he says that they all were under the cloud of fire. They all passed through the sea. And he uses this image of the sea and them walking through it to speak about baptism. Um, They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Um, And so he's, he's not just pulling the Gentiles, the Gentile believers, into the people Israel, he's also pulling the story of Israel into um, the story of the church as it, as it was um, beginning to differentiate itself from um, Jewish non-Christians. Um, at the time, they would have, nobody would have, would have been calling themselves Christians. They all would have been calling themselves Jews and maybe Gentiles who were like believers. It wasn't until a little bit later that uh, the the Jewish followers of Christ 
and the Gentile followers of Christ began to fragment, especially around the destruction of the temple in the year 70 um, CE. Um, but Paul clearly sees that distinction or that, that fractioning as a potential problem, and he's calling them into one new story, or he's taking them in a direction that draws directly from the story of Israel and it's and it's proceeding through Christ into the church. Um, we all have this, the same spiritual food. We talked about manna uh, earlier this week, and the same. And um, he call, he calls forth another image of Moses um, hitting the rock and drawing out water when he says they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. Uh, followed the Israelites, which was Christ. And so it's this really um, thoughtful and innovative way to bind these uh, the, the historic story of the Jews into um, Christ and into the Gentile believers. Um, and as I mentioned, I think yesterday, um, the I think what the this national emergency will do, I hope, I think, I pray, will be to remind us of the things that matter most, and those things are, are what unify us. Um, the, uh, the viruses and bacteria, they don't discriminate. They don't care what your skin color is. They don't care how much money you make. If you fail to take precautions and you expose yourself, you're going to get it. It's a, you know, viruses are, are meritocracy. You do stuff or you don't do stuff and you get or don't get a virus or, or disease or whatever. Um, and so it's this equalizer. Um, under, you know, under the, the uh, pandemic, we are all equal. We're all the same. Um, some people are less susceptible um, and some people um, may have some like natural immunity um, but we're all the same, and um, the mortality is much more of an issue for older people because their immune systems are—you know—they've they've weathered a lot of storms, and um, this one's just strong enough where it could really do some damage. Um, and uh, the—it's—it's not—it doesn't come naturally to try and find the silver lining before the cloud is really kind of passed. Um, but I think that trying to find what good we can, we can unearth from this even before it really kind of settles in and, and, and does whatever it's going to do. I think that's a practice that um, Christians and Jews have been called to, um, have been called to, to try to, to embody um, certainly, as we're talking about the wilderness and um, hitting rocks to bring forth water and the sea of reeds and splitting the ocean, um, it's, it isn't always the case that we take what God has given us and, and skip along merrily on our way. Um, we are stubborn people. We have historically been a, a stubborn people. And we, there will be plenty of reasons to complain. Um, but I think what our, to use a 
term from Americana, the, our highest angels. I think the, the good that God has placed in all of us calls us to try and find um, meaning in meaninglessness and try and find hope um, in despair. Uh, and so uh, that's one thing that I think I see hope in, that um, the tragedy of uh, a pandemic is that it is that you know a virus is an equalizer. And this morning, Paul's words remind us that we're all one, um, not just because we're all under a pandemic, but because we have one, uh, we have one Father in Abraham, and we have one story in Israel, and we have one rock uh, upon which we we rest and find our our strength and our foundation, and that that rock is Christ. Prayer for the third week of Lent from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil through evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.